in the fall of 2007, I, I, to the astonishment of my co-workers, I went to the Abbey at Gethsemane on my vacation. What? Why are you going to a monastery on your vacation? He said, and people that knew about the Abbey, they said, you're going to hate it there. You have to be silent all the time. There's no talking ever. But you know, when I finally gave myself permission, I realized, do you know how much energy you spend every day actually listening to other people? Of taking in all that they're saying to you and then formulating a response and then spitting it back out, back and forth all day long. What a great relief it is to be free of that burden. What a wonderful realization it was sitting there in the choir with the monks and realizing that 500 years ago, if it were today, it would have been the Saturday of the 19th or 18th week of ordinary time to realize that 500 years ago, this community was praying exactly these prayers. And 500 years from now, no matter what happens in the world, no matter who wins the World Series, no matter who gets elected to the White House, 500 years from now, on the 18th Saturday of Ordinary Time, those monks in that community will be praying exactly those prayers. And again, what a great liberation that is. And as the week went on, it, was, it wasn't discernment weekend, it was for you know, inviting men to come in and to explore the possibility that God is calling them to, to, join, uh, uh, to join in professed vows with that community, I remember sitting there and thinking, this is what Adam must have felt like in the Garden of Eden before the fall from grace. This is what unconditional, unmitigated Communion with God is actually like something you will never find out there in the world. But then, as the days went on, in an hour of private prayer, God spoke very clearly. He said, But you know the real love of your life comes from a parish. And I didn't even hesitate. It took me about two minutes to pack my suitcase. It took me another three minutes to write a letter that said, Brother Luke, I am grateful for your hospitality. I am grateful for your support. But I have to go. And three days later, I was at 197 East Gay Street in the office of the Vocations Director of the Diocese of Columbus. And the rest, they say, is history. And here's what I want you to go home knowing tonight. 
God speaks to you not one bit less clearly in your own life. When we hear tonight's first reading, we begin to believe that the voice of God is so subtle in our lives that, well, you know, I've tried for years and I've never heard God say anything to me. We get a little bit hung up on the story of Moses. We keep waiting. Well, you know what? I'm just going to go about my regular life and, you know, like Moses out there in Midian, and I'm going to go tend the sheep today. And if the day ever comes when I'm minding my own business and I see a burning bush, I'll hear the voice of God saying, Hey, you, this is what I want you to do with your life. But the reality is, God spoke to you in exactly that way today and every day, saying to you again, this is the measure of time and energy and attention and passion that I have granted you this day, and this is the work and the activity and the relationships that I will bless in your life. And if you daily attend to me and ask me again, Lord, show me that work and those activities and those relationships that you will bless in my life, if you daily attend, well, what, at what point today did I feel most confident in the presence of God? And where was I? Who was I with and what was I doing? Conversely, when today was I most despairing of God's presence? And again, where was I? Who was I with and what was I doing? Because that is God speaking to you in the quietness of your heart saying, when you felt more confident in me, more clear in your connection to me, your union with me, your intimacy with you in your day today, that was when you were doing the work and engaging in the activity and engaging in the relationships that I will bless in your life. And conversely, when you felt deprived of all of those things, those are the things I'm telling you to let go. And you say, okay, Lord, I promise when I wake up tomorrow... Give me more of the things that draw me closer to you. And give me the courage and the wisdom to let everything else go. And then as the old instructions say, every day as we lather, rinse, repeat, lather, rinse, repeat, lather, rinse, repeat, every single day, our clarity in hearing the voice of God in our lives and our resolve not only to hear the voice of God in our lives, but to do the will of God in our lives grows stronger and stronger and stronger to the point where it doesn't even feel like a struggle anymore. People come to me all the time like, Father, you have such a hard job. And I tell them, I say, it doesn't feel like a job at all to me. It feels like family. I look out at all of you, profoundly grateful that where I was lost, God snatched me up and I became found. Where I was lost in ignorance, He displaced it with His truth. Where I was lost in malice, 
he brought his mercy. Where I was lost in weakness, he brought his perseverance. Where I was lost in self-absorption, he brought holiness. He has the same thing in store for every baptized soul. It is the binding promise of the covenant that God shares with every baptized soul in the world to work this transforming grace in each and every life. And how blessed we are to realize that when God accomplishes all of these things in us, and know very well I didn't say if, because God is not playing a trick on you. When God accomplishes all of these things in you, you are made a clearer and more confident instrument of his will in the world that he created you to serve.